Welcome back to What's the Point of the Midrash, the weekly podcast where we take a look at a rabbinic text and offer suggestions to answer the question, what's the point of the Midrash? My name is Rabbi Josh Uter, and due to the quirks of the Jewish calendar this year, we separate the Parshiot of Nitzavim and Vayelach that are normally read together. This year, they're read separately, which also gives us two of the shortest Parshiot that we have in the Torah. But despite its relative brevity, we have in the Midrash, for me, one of, I think, the more important ones you'll find in terms of religious education and one that I really enjoy teaching. So I was looking forward to this one for a bit. Based off of Mishlei, Proverbs 24-7, Rama'ot la'avil chachmot b'sha'ar lo yiftach bihu. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. On this verse, Devarim Rabba 8.3 says, Rema'ot la'avil chachmot basha'ar lo yiftach pihu. Ma rema'ot la'avil chachmot. What does it mean that wisdom is too far, too unobtainable for fools? Amar Rabbi Tanhumar of Tanhuma says, Hatipesh hazet nichnas leveta knesset, v'hu ro'eh otan shenosi'im v'notanim b'talmud. See this fool, this idiot, who goes into a synagogue, and he sees them giving and take with Talmud, meaning they're discussing the Talmud. And he doesn't know what they're saying. And he becomes embarrassed. By the gates, he does not open his mouth. The Ain Sha'ar Ella Sanhedrin, and there is no gate except for the Sanhedrin. Dichtiv Aleta Yivimto Hashara Ella Zekenim, that you bring up the uh, Yivama, the Leverate marriage person, to the elders. So making the connection here between Sha'ar and Sha'ar, where just as in Proverbs 24 7, we're mentioning the gate. You also find a gate mentioned specifically regarding to the Sanhedrin that sat by the gates of Jerusalem. So here the analogy is the fool enters the synagogue, sees people discussing Torah, doesn't know what they're saying, and feels ashamed. Now, I should point out here that just feeling ashamed doesn't necessarily make someone a fool. This is a human reaction to it, but the question is more of what you do with it. Uh, some may recall the statement of Hillel from Pirkei Ovo 2.5, or in some editions 2.6, where he says, Lo habayshan lamed, the one who is embarrassed can't learn. This isn't to say that seeing other people study things isn't, in, isn't going to be intimidating. When you enter into a brand new field, and I experienced this myself in school, especially in college and graduate school, of where I felt myself is what we say by Pesach, someone who doesn't even know how to ask, where I didn't even know what were the questions that I should be asking in order to get the answers I would need. But yes, as intimidating as it can be, you just have to fight through it, basically, and not let yourself be overwhelmed with the intimidation or the embarrassment. But what makes someone a fool and stays in their foolishness is when they let their embarrassment or being intimidated get in the way of knowledge and get in the way of progressing and sort of letting that element of ego overtake themselves so completely that it inhibits their ability to improve and get any better. Midrash continues with a variant on this theme, Davar Acher, another interpretation. Rabbanan Amre, the sages say, Hatipesha Zenich Nas Leveta Knesset, Boro El Tanos Kimba Torah. 
this idiot enters the synagogue and he sees people that are engaging in Torah. And he asks them, How does someone begin to learn Torah? At the beginning, you begin with a scroll. And after that, with a book. And after that, with the prophets. And after that, you do the writings. Once you've finished studying scripture, then you go on to Talmud, meaning once you finish the written law, then you go to the oral law. And after that, with the laws. And after that, with the homilies, the homiletic tradition, which we're doing now. And once he hears this, Omer Belibo, he says to his heart, When am I going to learn all of this? And he turns away from the gate. And this is what it means by the gates he doesn't open his mouth. Meaning you have someone who can imagine going on a journey, getting to that place, and then asking, seeing what's involved in it, and getting so overwhelmed, just turns around and goes back while the person's at the entrance, because the person just says, you know what, this is just too much. Amar Ravyanai, Ravyanai says, to what is this compared? To a loaf suspended in the air. The fool will say, who can bring it down? But the one who sees says, Didn't someone suspend it? Meaning, if someone put it up there, you're not going to say, well, how do you get it down? If someone put it up, then it must be some way to take it down. And he finds a ladder and he brings it down. Similarly, a fool will say, when am I going to read the entire Torah? And who is this wise, the person who sees, what does he do? He reads a chapter a day until he finishes the entire Torah. Is not too far from you, or it is not too hard for you. And if it is too hard, it's too hard for, because of you. Because you do not occupy yourselves in it. And this is what it means of for this commandment. Some may remember another similar drasha uh, along these lines of lo nifleti mimcha, that it's not too hard from you, and if it is too hard, it's your fault, with lo davare ki mikem, that it is no empty thing for you, and if it is empty, it's on you. And along the same lines, it's very easy to say, hey, this thing is too much for me. Well, it's only too much because you're not putting in the effort to actually do it. Whereas someone who will just sit and be what we say, designating or setting aside time for learning Torah, eventually you're going to learn stuff. Uh, I wrote something about this uh, last year when we had finished Dafyomi, where people would say, you're learning a page of Talmud a day, you don't really retain a lot of information. And yeah, that's true, you know, probably more true for some than others, but you retain something. And as you keep doing it, you'll make connections that you otherwise wouldn't have seen. Are you going to know as much as if you'd be able to study Talmud full time, you know, for a full day? 
No, but that doesn't mean that you can't do something. And it's really a matter of effort. And here you have a midrash that stresses the point of if something is lacking, that's on you. And you look around today, any person with a cell phone has greater access to more Jewish texts and content than the greatest Rosh Hashiva might have had you know, 50 years ago. So it's not a matter of access anymore. It's not even a matter of opportunity. Yes, you may not have a decent teacher to help you walk through it, but there's definitely a lot there for someone to at least go through and begin to study. Granted, people may not reach certain levels, you may not know as much, or you may not come up with as great insights as someone who's able to do this full time, but that too is more of ego talking than studying Torah for the sake of learning Torah. The purpose here is to try to learn and understand to the best of our capabilities, not to reach a certain status where where our identities or reputations are contingent on knowing a certain amount of Torah and gaining the respect of people in our communities. If the point of religion is to try to understand what God wants from us and going through this tradition that we believe is sacred, well, yeah, there's a lot there. And no, you're probably not going to be able to go through everything. But it also doesn't mean that you just give up. You're not going to finish, but you don't have an option to quit. And what's interesting here is that the contrast is between the wise person and the fool, where the wise person will say, hey, I want to know this. Here's how I go about learning it. What makes this person wise isn't necessarily the person comes out with a greater degree of knowledge, though certainly can happen. But it's through this approach of wisdom, which is to say, all of this stuff is accessible, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to keep at it. Whereas the fool will get intimidated, and the fool is going to quit. And once you quit, you're not just a fool because you're missing out on all of this information. You're a fool in the approach to life such that you will maintain your status of being a fool because there is no information out there that is worth knowing that isn't going to take some degree of effort to know. It's something that takes some degree of humility to recognize. I don't know something. That's okay. I'm going to approach it as a beginner with a beginner's mind and that'll be fine. So in this regard, yeah, you're going to be not just a fool because you don't know anything, but when the ego gets in the way of learning, you're just going to remain a fool and never improve. Thankfully, today, there's a lot of Torah out there. I like to think that you've been listening to some, uh, certainly this week, if you've gotten this far, and hopefully for the duration of this year. Uh, did we cover all of Midrash? No, we did not. Not even close. Are we going to? Probably not. But every little bit matters. And at the end, you may know something that you didn't know uh, the day before. And that, to me, is a win. And it's a win because this is the only way you gain wisdom. Some may go faster than others, but you only move forward by moving forward, by putting in the time and the effort and trying. And I should point out again, the contrast here in terms of the language is not between a tipesh and a chacham, between a fool and a sage, but rather a fool and a pikeach, which is really someone who sees. This is someone who may not have book knowledge, but who has a certain understanding of how the world works and how do you advance in this world. Will this pikeach ever become a great sage and great chacham? Maybe not, but the real pikeach knows that isn't the point. And once that does become the point, 
you've already lost. Those are my thoughts on this midrash, but I'd love to hear yours. Please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is at jayuter, also on Facebook, and you can reach me by email at my website, www.joshuter.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and a wonderful Shabbat. Thank you.